Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Hey, y'all. It's December. Power Moves December. Welcome to the end of the year, bitches and gentlemen. And gentlemen. (laughs) Bitches and gentlemen. Bitches and gentlemen. Um, We're almost there. We've almost made it through 2022. That's fucking crazy. It flew the fuck by. It really did. It really, truly did. It's kind of giving me anxiety. I'm excited, but I'm, like, a little anxious. Um, But, you know, this month has been really, I think, powerful in general. And um, in the spirit of power moves, we have brought you guys some powerful people that we are honored to know. And today I'm really, really excited because we have a special guest. Um, he is coming visiting us all the way from New York, Brooklyn, Brooklyn baby, Brooklyn. to be exact. Brooklyn in the house. There you go. BK. <laughs> um, we have Luis, co-founder of Susia NYC. Yes, yes. Hello, folks. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And we'll get into what Susia is because me and Mila are avid fans of uh, of your community. And thank what you. Thank you. Over there. And well, we've and this. Uh, although this is your first time on the show, I have you know that we have spoken about Susia many many times. Oh, yes, awesome. we have. <laughs> well, if you, I, I'd like to jump in and say it's also your community as well. Well, thank you. You know, there 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 is no one person it belongs to, and that's what I think makes it so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. It really it feels that way too when 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 we go. So. Um, can you a maybe give our audience a little um, just a quick run through of what what is Susia and Um Susia started as as just a regular party. Uh, I used to bartend at a place called Madame X uh, years ago, and uh, my homegirl DJ Juicy shout out. Um, we started a party called Susia. I just we thought about the name. Um, I remember hearing the name a lot, used in a derogatory way towards women who were. Behaving like men. Like dirty girls? Dirty girls, like sucia. Hose. It's a sucia callejera, Hose. you know Hose. what I'm saying? Like like just just doing doing things that niggas do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like what? That's she's a bad person now. And uh we did that party for a while and it kinda died down. And uh when my fiance and I were introduced to a more sex positive life, um, we decided to start it up again. And I thought that was a very appropriate name. Uh you know, just Susia encompasses for me like dope feminine energy. And I don't want to be a part of anything that doesn't have dope energy, especially dope feminine energy. I think that's key. Uh, in particular, dope black woman energy. That's kind of what it's about. And brown and indigenous, but, you know, it's black as fuck. That's how we try to keep it. Mm-hmm. You know? In shorter terms. <laughs> <laughs> Luis... Luis's community, Susia, is a pleasure party slash sex party. Mm-hmm. Correct? It is that. It's, it's a lot more than that. So Susia NYC, as the umbrella, uh, we incorporate uh, Susia Dance, which is a dance party. Uh, we also have Susia Play. And we're working on Susia Health, which is basically going to address a lot of the issues that have been coming up. When you have a sex-positive space like ours, when you create a safe space, um, People feel comfortable, and within that comfort, they're comfortable to show their traumas, you know, and you got to respect it. So, Susia dance, straight dancing, like we're having fun, we're, you know, we're chilling. Susia play, <laughs> all right, is, it's, it's, it's a sex party, it's a, it's a, it's a sensual event. Um, there is no, there is no uh, 
pressure to participate. We don't do mandatory dress downs. Um, we want people to feel safe. We want people to feel seen, to be heard. Um, in particular, black women. That's where it's at. I've seen a lot of really beautiful breakthroughs with people, you know, um, and, and it lets me know that I'm part of something that is positive. Uh, you know, after thinking about it for a lot in my head, like what is it that we're doing and, and what's the intent behind it? You know, it, it's dawning on me that, you know, and, and talking to a lot of young people as well, too, through quarantine and all that, that the intent behind this is a deconstruction of our sexuality, a decolonization of our sexuality. Um, growing up Latino and, and, and black in Brooklyn, um, I was surrounded by that. Even as a man, there's shame. You know, you're hiding shit, you know what I'm saying, about your sensuality, your sexuality. Um, you know, when you could just be ethically non-monogamous, you know, we're choosing to be out there fucking hoeing and doing dumb shit, you know, and putting people in danger, you know, physical danger and spiritual danger and breaking hearts and shit. And um, a lot of this could be eliminated, I think, once we start having those conversations, and they're hard to have, you know. But once you get through those conversations, it's it's a beautiful breakthrough. And, and it may be for some people, it may not, may not be for others. Not everybody in our party plays. You know, there are a lot of people that just like being around the energy and dancing and and just like, wow, I'm free. Like, I'm I'm here. I could be in any stage of, of, of nudity and I don't have any creep behind me. You know, I don't feel like I'm being judged. I'm just going with the flow. And, and, and that's that's what Susia play for me is is. Um, speaking of that, like the community and what it like embodies, how, what was your journey into this space? Because you've come from from Brooklyn, because you didn't necessarily grow up in an environment that was like welcoming of you know sensuality, like a lot of black and brown people haven't. What was your journey in like creating this this community? Um, well, I, it was created with um, with my fiance Simona uh, and our primary couple. Shout out to Pam and X, House of Pax. Um, and your primary couple, when you say that, it's like the, who you guys play with most, most primarily. Yeah, those, those are our homies. Those are our dogs. Right, we right. love them. You know, like, we've, like when we met them, it all made sense. We're, we were going to parties that were white as fuck. They introduced you to this, like... <laughs> they, 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 through them, we, we met a lot more people, black and brown people that were in the lifestyle. And it was such a contrast from being in spaces that were like aggressively white mm -hmm. that was my question i was wondering if you had uh, I, i'm assuming you had partaken in other experiences in other places where maybe you felt um i don't know maybe like even marginalized or just alone in those spaces fetishized, fetishized mm. yeah. yeah i am um, it's so funny because on the <clears throat> a few days ago uh my partner was like have you seen have you heard of the sex party called sanctum Mm. and i'd never heard of it and then they have this like documentary or something on hbo and it's it's very first of all it's it's very white a very mm -hmm. i like white. the word aggressively white it's it no, is, no. It is, it's, a, it's a, it is aggressively white and also this man like that he's basically charging people like a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year to like For the membership to have this membership and i i thought and like it's it felt very he was creating safe spaces but it was very much for the male gaze mm. so it's not a safe space right it, it will he's creating he's 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 monetizing the reason i said yeah. safe space is because the women are openly participating like they want to be there they're excited to be there but it's truly 
couples come to play, but it really is about like them feeding the male like sexual appetite. They said that, yeah, but uh, I mean, that's they, what you got they from didn't it. say that. I but just that's what I gathered. gathered. Yeah, but, but then again, then, then that's not a safe space because when you're in a real safe space, it's not catering to any one individual. In my opinion, it's actually the forward energy should be feminine. Mm, no, for absolutely, like that should be it because. Um, you know, I, I tell people like in a consent speech that your body is not there for my pleasure and vice versa, you know? So when you're in a space where you see equality, where you see proper representation, when you see people that are there, not just to get their rocks off, you kind of, you kind of really feel what safety is. Right. You feel what it is like, yeah, I know why we're here. You know, we try to fuck, but we don't have to. Right, right. You know, we could just talk. We could connect. You know, communication is, what, 93% physical? You know, cues, you know, vocalization is everything else. So spaces like that, I don't fuck with. I don't. I'll walk in and walk right out. I don't understand how you could have a room full of 80 people and there's like two niggas in there. (laughs) <laughs> like, 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 are you like you only know two niggas no 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 look like like they called <laughs> the particular fucking bbc stereotype to come in and they call you know the amazonian woman to come in and then boom there you go mm-hmm. and then they're looked at and you know what if that's what they're into the brothers and sisters then yeah that's cool i'm not gonna yuck your yum but s- someone once told me like why are you inserting race into sex and i'm like how, how could you not Right. How could you not? Like, what fucking planet do you live on? Where, where have you been the last three years? You know? So, like, no, I, I, I can't be a part of a space that doesn't reflect my people. Mm. Where I don't see my people in there. You know? And, you know, Susia NYC, we're, we're dedicated to creating a safe space for black, brown, and indigenous women and black, brown, and indigenous LGBTQI, TGNC populations with a focus on women. You know, we're not saying white people can't be there, but if, if you're a white person and you feel like you're not invited, don't come, <laughs> you know, like if you're good, you're good. Yeah. Like we're not, we're not here to, um, to make you feel comfortable. You already feel comfortable. Right. You're good. You know? So, and so entering into those other spaces was, was that somewhat the inspiration and maybe meeting? Your- oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, um, my fiance and I had a, Simone and I had a conversation and, you know, we're just trying to meet people, and we're like, this, this shit is kind of weird, you know. Um, and in my head, I'm like, damn, ain't, ain't no ain't no black or Spanish people in this lifestyle. Right. Like, this is wild. And then we found some some pretty cool black and Spanish parties, and they were very male-driven, you know, uh, the mandatory dress-down. That's not consensual. So mandatory dress-down means, like, you have to At get... At 12 o'clock, you, you have to get yeah, naked. Naked or down to lingerie. And... Um, we went to one party where this guy kept telling us, you know, you guys got to dress down. You got to undress. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't feel like it. You know? And um, then one of the women came up. And and this is where I, I learned. I'm like, I'm looking at the sister, and she's repeating the same thing the host was. And I'm like, like, how can you as a woman put another woman in, in a position like that? You know what I'm saying? Not that my my fiance's not shy by any means. She just ain't gonna be told what to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's a powerful woman. It's like, nah. You know? So that 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 for me was was a turning point. 
Um, you know, there, there are a lot of parties out there that, that are not safe, that are not community-based. Um, there are a lot of parties out there that allow consent violators in there. You know, there are a lot of dudes that are like, that's my boy. You know, he didn't do that. And it's like, look, like, what, 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 what do you need to know? Like, why? Like, I got homies of mine I'm not going to invite to my party. <laughs> you, you, can't you know have. what I'm saying? Like, and it's cool. I still love them, you know, but even then, you know, like with everything that's happened the last few years, and I apply to to to, to Susie and YC, it's kind of like if we're not going to have any, if we're not going to hold space or or allow people to to express their racisms, which we shouldn't, why are we allowing men to express their misogyny? You know, like why are we allowing that? Like why am I pro-black but sexist? Right. Why am I pro-black but transphobic or homophobic Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying why am i pro-black but i'm trying to shame the sister into doing something she doesn't want to do you know whoever it is so yeah um how uh, because i know that we have a we've because we've shared susia before Mm -hmm. we get a lot of messages from people like where do we find you know a play party like how can we find a play party what is a, what is the difference between a play party and a sex party? Or um, what is the process of getting admittance into a play party? So I'm curious if you could please share, like, what is the process of, of of someone being able to attend one of your parties? The process for Susia NYC, uh, if you go to Susia NYC on Instagram, there is a vetting link. Uh, follow the link. We ask five questions. Um, we don't choose people. Just, what are they? Um, they change. Mm. They change. One of them is, what's the last book you read? I'm like, let, let, <laughs> let me know you can hold a conversation. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, bruh. <laughs> but you know what? At the same time, you know, we, 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 it's not like, it's not like we're looking for the most intellectual, most beautiful people. We're looking for cool people who know how to behave, who know how to hold space for each other. And that's super important. Um, we don't overpopulate our parties. Um, we don't, you know, we're not, we're not here to fucking make a dollar like that. I mean, yeah, we want to be compensated, but that's not the that's not the drive behind it. That's what separates us from other houses is that we started as a community and then we turned into a house. Mm-hmm. You know? So they could go on on IG, get vetted, answer the questions. Um I will say we had this one white lady say she's there for the BBC. Aww. She was not she was not that was immediately she she, she put that in bold. the application. Oh yeah, yeah, she's bold, but but, but that's but that's the shit, <laughs> bitch. How you thought you was gonna get in? Because <laughs> they are used to fetishizing us, right? And we are used to allowing that shit to, to happen. happen. You know, what I'm saying especially fellas, and it's like, like yo, man, be about your shit, respect yourself a lot more than that. But if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. Mm. Again, I'm not gonna yuck anyone's yums, you know. Um. Yeah, get vetted. We have a game night. Uh, it's a platonic game night. We come through. We feature speakers. Uh, we have had. We were really honored to have uh, Cinnamon Love uh, hold a um, a game night workshop uh, that centered around uh, sex positive parenting. Mm. Uh, we have another really, really, really dope sister, Vita Sawyer's La Vida Loca dot thirty four on IG. She um. She's amazing. She's a amazing black queer polyamorous woman who just answers questions about polyamory. Mm. Like she's up there talking about it. Um, we've also had another woman, uh, Coco L. 
highly sensitive black woman on IG, highly sensitive black woman. She's super dope. She's held workshops on like oral classes, you know, so we try to keep it fun. We try to keep it informative. We've had comedians come to our game nights Mm -hmm. and hold a show. And then afterwards, all the conversations are pertinent to sex positivity. What does it mean to you? It's it's a large umbrella. Sex positive could be anything from like, hey, I'm comfortable around people to like, hey, I'm real comfortable around people, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and doing the work. It's a constant. It's a constant thing. Um, I've learned so much about myself, about the way I interact with people being in this lifestyle, learning about enthusiastic consent and how to apply it in everyday life, you know, understanding that willingness is is not a yes, you know, and looking back on my regular life and seeing how many times people have um, been willing to do things, you know, and why, you know, and why was I down to let them go through it, mm. you know? So, you know, it's growth, and, and we're lucky to have a lot of really cool brothers in the community, you know. There's some people that we have to let go, and that's fine. They may not be safe for the community or we're not safe for them, you know, because like I said before, being in an environment like that could be very triggering, mm-hmm. you know, which why enthusiastic consent is like key. When you're in someone's space, ask if you sit next to them, <clears throat> you know, do they want to be spoken to? Maybe they just want to sit there and watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just want to sit there, watch, go in, fuck, and come right back out and go back into their shell. That's fine. Let them work it out, mm-hmm. you know. It's our responsibility, Susie and YC, to offer support after. You know, if we're going to take your money and you're coming here, like we're going to offer you some like, okay, cool, here's some links you go to talk about what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, th- I think that's important. I think it's super important. And I'll just speak from my my own experience. You know, I had never been to a sex party, play party ever. Susie was my first. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm so grateful that it was because it really set a very high standard. For me, because I have been to other spaces since then and been like, this feels weird. No, yeah. Um, and so I remember uh, one of our one of our close friends invited us to Susia and we came. And your the place your the place where you hold it is a it's so beautiful. It's so um, welcoming. The moment you walk in, it feels like family. And um, what struck me the most, and what I took from Susia that first time was the consent speech and and the use of the word enthusiastic consent because I'd never really heard it um, talked about in that way. And I think that especially as women, like we have a really hard time, especially I would say probably in a space like that because it's kind of implied that you know what the fuck you're walking into and, you know, if I if I spend, you know, 15 minutes talking to you at the bar and we're flirting a little bit, then, you know, it's probably yeah. going to go down. And I think that, you know, when I heard that speech and you were talking about cons- enthusiastic consent and and making sure that um, she's excited to partake with you. Mm-hmm. And then even after the aftercare and what should happen afterwards, like, don't just like fuck and then walk away and be mm-hmm. like, peace, bitch. Aftercare. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It's it's important. It's important. Yeah, yeah, that that first time we came and you gave the consent speech, there were some things that like really stuck out to me. And um it was like my first time hearing a man say certain shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Listen, fellas, um 
just because she's here or she's being nice to you, read the room doesn't mean she necessarily wants to like participate with you. And I was like, damn, I'm happy he gets it. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times women are like conditioned to be people pleasers and to be nice. And to, and like you said, there's so many times I've been in situations where I'm like, well, we flirted or he bought me a drink. We went to dinner and now I'm like obligated to do this or that. But yeah. being in your environment hearing this speech and like first of all like you really can't even come out you can't come in after the speech has been told unless you've been there before and you've been vetted but like your speech i was like i almost brought tears to my eyes i'm like oh, where am i at is this oh, a sex party or is this a- <laughs> but you know, therapy therapy right right but he was just like you know if someone's falling if someone has fallen asleep man or woman they're not to be touched that's not that's not an invitation to touch anyone if you if you if you play with somebody and then you know it's not like check in with them make sure they're good before you go to the next person um enthusiastic guesses and like there were all these things that i had never heard a man say and then like open it up for the party like these are the rules i was like wow this is this is pretty amazing in addition to the fact it's a beautiful space in addition to the fact that it's mostly brown and black people and i've been to sex parties before and it's not the vibe and it feels I've been to sex parties and it feels predatory and it feels like everybody's watching you. And Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe there's only one of the two attractive people in the room and you're like, everybody's fucking watching me. And like, but I almost expected that that is the, like, that's the expectation of those type of parties until I came to Susia and I was like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm at home, Mm -hmm. you know, hugs and embracing. And like, even for me right now, um, I'm in Tantra school and I didn't realize how like I didn't realize how deep like understanding your pleasure was into how you um, how you function in your everyday life, especially for women. And I think so often we're told this is how you're supposed to act. This is how you're supposed to perform is that it's very rare for us to really check in and really identify what brings us pleasure and what we really want to do and so much so it's like damn can't like is this pleasurable to me or have I been totally telling myself this is pleasurable or I feel obligated and so like being in spaces like Susia where I've like there's been times I've participated and there's been times I haven't you know and but either way I feel completely safe and I feel like you know, I'm a topless ass bitch. If I want to take my shirt off, I'm not feeling like anyone's going to invitation. It's an invitation to, to touch yeah. me or it means something or it means I need your att- like attention or anything like that. It's just like really, truly a space to like come as you are. To me, it's like the truest form of church. You know, they, t- you. they, they uh, tell no, you at church, like, come as you are, but they'd be lying. <laughs> you know, they'd be like, no. no. But if you, but like, if you come to this, this community, you get the chance to experience this. You really get to feel um, the safety of just showing up as yourself. There's no application to like, to, to be sexual or to be sexy or to do this or to do that. But it's really just like, hey, I can deep hug this person that I never met for five minutes. You know, I've never felt as comfortable in certain spaces as I have in certain sex parties where it's like, do you, do you would like me to give you head? And I'm like, you know, I think I'm just dancing tonight. Okay, like we will dance, mm. you know? And it's just like, that's nice. Like, thank you I for mean, asking. One thing that, that I learned, um, and even for men too, is um, learning how to say no before anything. Like owning your nose. Um I think as as a man, if I'm approached by a woman and I'm not in the headspace, and I identify as a demisexual, I like connections, you know, saying as, as, I've, as I've gotten older, it's like, you know, I could not fuck, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm good. Um, telling a young lady no 
you know, and then me projecting how she may feel about it. And then like that, I, you know, most times I'm like, okay, cool. You know, uh, Avita, who I mentioned earlier, put me onto this. And she was like, if someone says no, your response could be something like, thank you for taking care of yourself. Thank you for taking the time out to know your body, to know where you're at, and to draw that boundary. I respect that. And then keep it moving. I think it's important, like, even just knowing that that, like, knowing that language, some people don't even know what the what the next step is to know, like, what to say mm. to that. It's It becomes awkward yeah. or angry or... Or you're in your head about how yeah. they're going to react to it. So, so you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Like, so I don't want to make them feel bad. Like, almost having mm. a toolbox prepared mm. of, like, things to to say in reaction to, you yeah. know, the no's or the yeses or the maybes or yeah. come back around. Maybe I'll, you know, feel differently in, in, in a few. I, I don't think... For me personally, it's not my responsibility how someone else takes it. If I say it, if you're coming from a place of compassion and love... However, they receive it is how they receive it. Yes, but but doesn't it also feel good when when it's received and yeah. and and it, the response is that oh, you yeah. know like 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 I thought that was I thought that was when 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 she said that's that's something you could say to people and this was at one of our workshops I was like yo that that is like that is the most beautiful like no you know other than just someone saying you know I'm good mm-hmm. you know. I, I'm, I'm, I think I, I've had to work on really not worrying about how the person takes it mm-hmm. because my happiness comes first. Well, that, and that's not always <laughs> easy for people to do. No, it's not. That's I think what we, we're almost trained into being people pleasers. Like, no, I know yeah. I'm like that. I've done things. I'm like, she looks sad. Just come over here. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know? no, and it's no. like, no, <laughs> no, you don't need to no, do that. Oh, yeah. I, I find myself in situations. And with men, it's funny because if we're not into it, our body won't work. You know what I'm saying? If we're not taking dick pills and shit, our body won't work. Then it gets even more awkward. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And it's like even more like, you know, like, oh, I, don't, I don't know, like g- gummy worm out this bitch, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so like, so n- learn how to say no. I think that's really important. It's practice it, you know, practice it in regular life. You know what I'm saying? Stop saying yes to shit. Like mm-hmm. I say no to sh- I say yes to, sh- I used to say yes to things I knew I wouldn't do. <laughs> right, just to go. Like, just yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, just, just and then when it comes, you'll say no later. You'll say no later. Yeah, I'll handle so, this no later. So this is one of the things I feel that being in this lifestyle helped me bring over to my daily life. Mm. It's like owning my nos, owning my yeses. Um, you know, being aware of the drugs you take when you're in a party like that. How much you drink that is that is key. You know, you, you don't want to wake up regretting something. You don't want someone else to wake up regretting something. Right. You know, as much as it is about you having fun, you want to facilitate a good time. It doesn't have to be a physical good time, but just a good experience with someone else. You know, um, which we mentioned earlier, aftercare. Aftercare is super important. After see, see how they're doing. You okay? You want some water? You know, can I give you a little foot massage or something? Just something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Th- thank you for allowing me to enter your body. You know what I'm saying? Enter your space. Like, that's like... You know, and I've been to parties where it's 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 scary. But again, there are people who are into that. There's definitely there's there's. Um, I'm gonna get people are gonna get mad at me. Like transactional. They're they're the parties where it's just a bunch of niggas and fat white chicks, <laughs> and that's what it is. 
Like that's what it is, and that's cool. And that's if, what they. And that's what those that's, fat checks. If that's, fat if that's what they're. If that's, that's what they what want. About. That's what they want. I think that even in your space, like say they, they say you do have a kink of like, hey, don't talk to me afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, I want. But be, that's negotiated prior. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like disrespect me, but like I want you to disrespect me. I'm telling you now yeah. before you disrespect me, yeah. so that we're we're both consensual in this. Yeah. This disrespect. Essentially. But in that exchange, the person allowing that. Is actually the person in power. In the power. Because you're allowing that to happen. Mm -hmm. And the person has to respect that. You know, um, people don't talk about sex a lot, even in relationships. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, People don't like to to know certain things or they just assume, you know, like in a play situation, you talk like, hey, what, what do you like? Since we're about to play, what do you like doing? How do you want me to kiss you? How do you want me to taste you? All these things. You know, um, how far are you going to allow me to go? You know, so these things are really important. Pacing yourself. You know, it's it's not it's not a free for all. Like, just come in, chill, have a good time, man. Just, we got DJs. We got fucking You do. You have DJs. Yeah. The music's good. And, music is good. And shout out to, to, to Gecko. Gecko Jones is uh, providing the soundtrack for Susia Dance and Susia Play. And, and the ambiance is sweet. It's just yeah. dimly lit, sexy. Yeah. The last time I went, or actually, no, was it, was it the last time? Well, I've, you know, I've been a few times, but the, we went this last time, but then I went before her. I came with my partner. It was mm-hmm. just us there, and um, you were having scenes. Like you have these scenes, essentially, where people are kind of doing, it's educational, or you can kind of try, try on things, try mm-hmm. things on. And for me, like, I've always been interested in in bondage mm-hmm. and kind of ple- the, the idea of like pleasure and pain and I've never had a partner that really a felt comfortable enough to explore that with me or b was interested in it and so when I came to your party mm-hmm. um there was I can't remember her name oh man uh oh, she uh what's her name Ooh. uh okay well she was doing she was doing if, if, if you could Put it on the type thing later. Like, just throw it up. I want to give this such a prop. She's dope. She <laughs> is dope. She was She was really dope. And um, uh, she was like, do you do you want to try this? And I was like, yeah. And I asked my partner, I was like, are you okay with this? He was like, yeah, well, I want to, let's do it. Yeah. And so she asked me to lay over him. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I remember like, oh, look at her. <laughs> she asked her. me to lay over him. And she was flogging me and just making sure to, like, check in on me and especially for me, like, it's like I have this thing with pain. There's certain pain that I like and other pains that I don't. Spanking is one of those things where I'm like, uh, do I like this? I don't know. But the way she did it, because she's so, you know, well-versed in her space, um, I felt so much pleasure. And mm-hmm. the fact that I got to lay on top of my partner and experience this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's that thing called, Orlando? What's that, that like? Lager? The Wormberg wheel. Oh. So then she started oh, using yeah, that yeah. thing on me. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, And then my partner seeing this, like, it inspired him in our relationship to then, when he saw how much pleasure I was receiving from this, it inspired him in, my, in our relationship to explore these things even further. And so I think this space can be such a beautiful place for couples Mm -hmm. um, wanting to experience new sensations, new kinks. It's you, there's people there that are educated and can really show you how it's done. And that's Mm -hmm. what I also love is, is the education piece that, that you provide in these spaces. Um, I think the first time we came, there was like rope, there was someone doing rope play Mm -hmm. 
and teaching you how to like tie up people properly. Actually, she tied me up too. Um, but I, I loved that. And, you know, be, being able to do that with someone that I love and um, even though like not even though with people in the room, it felt super it still felt so intimate yeah. and I didn't feel like I was being watched or like everyone now everyone crowd around and let's watch what's <laughs> happening over here. Oh, yeah, no, there's certain parties you know? I've, I've gone to where it's like, yo. At least dude. pretend like you're not because like you're not, not because people be jerking do, off over people. That's like, like, and, like, and, and, and people do come because they're voyeurs, right? Yeah. Like they come to these parties because maybe they don't want to partake, but they do want to watch, yeah. and that's fine. But like, no, feel the vibe. Know could, the vibe. There's, we ask people if you're gonna watch, don't gawk. Like, it's okay. There's there's a way to look. There's a way to appreciate something without intruding into someone's space or making them feel uncomfortable, or completely making them making them feel like some inanimate fuck object being. like you know a what I'm por- a live porn yeah it's like no the, 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 these are humans we also ask people another thing that's really important when you're in a scene is um for people to negotiate if they could join the scene prior to that don't interrupt because then it don't, feels awkward and you're like yeah because then it's really hard because then the no is going to be like nah <laughs> like, <laughs> no like then you then you get the hard no you know, and 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 then you're the you're the awkward, weird one. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't want to be that. Um, I think it's a great place for couples. I've learned a lot about interacting with 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 Simona via the lifestyle. I've learned a lot about her body. Um, I learned to put myself first as well, because for a long time as a dude, I think I put her pleasure before mine because I didn't know how to tap into mine. And so I think people do that. You, t- you know, I have kids too. You take care of your kids. You do everything before you take care of yourself. And next thing you know, you're like, you're not focusing because you don't know how to. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think people um, underestimate the power of knowing your pleasure. And I'm reading a book right now for school and um, shout out to Debbie. She's also been a, a, a guest on our show. That's a good episode if you guys haven't watched it, but um, there's a part, there's a chapter and it's about like um, a lot of times people rely on their partners to bring them pleasure without even knowing what is pleasurable to them first. And in the book, they're just like, what a, what a like, huge responsibility you're putting on your partner and you yeah. haven't even explored that yet. And when I read that, I was like, damn, like you're putting pressure on someone outside of yourself to provide power, like to provide pleasure for you. And I had to like really like sit in that for a minute because I've, obviously I've been very sexually active in the last 34 years of my life, probably the last 16 ish more. Um, but how much have I really like paid attention to how I experience pleasure is not that much. So it's a crazy like understanding to be like, Oh, I've had lots of sex. Some of it's been good. Most of it hasn't, but just like almost like fishing out there, hoping to get the pleasure, but like not even honing in on what that means for myself and just expecting my partners to figure it out. And I think um, also almost shaming those people that didn't please you and been like, 
Yeah, that sucked. They sucked. And it's like, bitch, you don't even know no, what you want. Right. But And then even sometimes, like, Orlando's, like, jacking off, like, nobody's business. And I'm like, I can't just do that. Like, it doesn't, like, first of all, I don't masturbate, like, that much. But then I'm like, am I, I'm jealous. Like, why <laughs> Why the fuck do you know your body this well? Like, I like, I think women and men, just in general, it takes different things for us to get there. Mm-hmm. But in, in during this, like, this journey of Tantra, you know, like, understanding the power of pleasure has been deeply like has really opened up some shit inside me like other layers that I hadn't expected it to open and like to the point of just like yeah going to a party and being able to identify especially for women who have been put in situations that um maybe you didn't feel comfortable in maybe you just said yes because you felt obligated but being it puts you in a position because to be in power of yourself and to say no and to exercise no and to feel safe enough to do it and I didn't realize how many positions I had put myself in or just been in positions in general where I did not feel comfortable saying no because I was not aligned with what my pleasure was yeah. and how that's like really like affected me in other places i like to to the point where it was just like there are times where if i'm alone and i'm starving i'll wait hours to eat if i'm with my kid if i'm with my friend and she's like let's go eat i'm like okay but by myself i won't act on my own needs and it was like i didn't realize how much it's it's it become a practice to not act on my own needs and how much i need to explore what my pleasure is in order to explore what my nose are or to know like just like how far that range pleasure is not just sex you know it's Mm -hmm. like is it time to eat bitch Mm -hmm. is it like you know does do i fuck with that person or am i just like fucking with them because like they're nice or whatever you know what i mean but in those environments as the first time i felt empowered enough to be um like have agency over my body in ways because mm-hmm. I just like it, it's the first time I had to really think about it. Yeah. I also think as a man, I mean, obviously I think this is a thing for, Oh, thank you. I think that as women, like we can have this conversation all day long about like how we've been taken advantage of and that like we haven't found our pleasure and all these things. But I think as a man, I'm thinking about you and how even as women, we just like a man, you jack off your nut, you experience pleasure. Like, you always experience pleasure. Every time you come, Probably you resentful. experience pleasure. I'll say what though. But I, but I will say that's uh, not true all the time. Well, I think whatever you you do, but like there's so much more to pleasure than just the nut. Yeah. And men often don't get to exp- or feel like they can't explore that and experience that. And therefore their pleasure is super limited. And especially in a society now where women, we are like, please me first like it's very much like i come first i mean there's hopefully still, there's still a lot of work to do yeah. but there's a lot more there's a lot we're being a lot more vocal about that than ever before as it should be where <laughs> absolutely we but all I, should be right we all should be but i think about a man and, and their pleasure and just like you know the limitations in pleasure for a man um based on so many things like sexuality and what's and what, a lot what behind body it. parts are there's, okay there's 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 for some folks there's trauma for some folks there is um there is shame for some men. Uh, for some men, there's that ego that, that gets in the way. I mean, you, you may somewhat envy a dude being able to jerk off and come quick. I, I envy some of the orgasms I see you guys have. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, that shit. Like, I'll stop jerking off. I'll, I'll, I won't jerk off anymore to get four of those nuts a month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, fuck that. It's amazing. Um, which is why it's like it, it all comes back to the space in my opinion, should be fem- feminine-driven. Because there's, I even feel in my in my experience, there's only my experience, 
uh, the women who've come into the community hit the ground running a lot more than the dudes do. That's when you see, that's when our asses show us guys, all the like, yo, if I'm in that situation, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> now, I, mean, I see niggas walk in there and freeze up. Like, oh my God, you know? And and women are just like, I don't know what it is. I, I don't, it's just Embracing like, their true essence. Oh my God, it is, it is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Like, um, which led to, to my fiance Simona starting uh, her own girl party with Maj the Fun Sexual. Um, it's called Femsation. So it's Susia Play and Maj the Fun Sexual and Simona. Uh, and this is an all women's party. That happens once a month. You could also find out through Susia and Wasi uh, via the vetting form as well. Um, there's no dick in the building. I got to leave. <laughs> I, I leave like a nine o'clock. I fucking, and it's dope for me because I was like, yo, wait a minute. I get to go hang out by myself, maybe catch a movie, eat dinner. <laughs> That's like three and a half, four hours right there. Then four more hours of like, okay, I'm going to just chill, mm-hmm. you know, go hang out with my homie or some shit, you know. Um, so it's dope because when, when I came home after the first, I remember walking in and I've never as as a man and, and there's male privilege, obvious, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I didn't ever feel the absence of it. Feeling the absence of privilege lets you know how much you have, Mm. you know what I'm saying? So when I walked into my, my home, (laughs) which is our, 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 our event space as well, I've never felt such an energy of like you're really not needed here <laughs> you are We're not with so good and i remember i walked in i was like oh and it wasn't it wasn't intimidating it was just what it was it's like oh shit like this is it's some powerful shit i don't know what the fuck went on in here i don't know what happened but it but it feels deep mm. you know and, and she's doing that once a month now how is your i guess um, pleasure expanded in, in this space from like when it started to to now like your interests in pleasure and like the things that maybe you were willing to you were maybe not willing to explore then versus now um i think the biggest thing i'm i'm you know identifies kind of straightforward down the middle you know cis head identifying I, I i leave space i don't know where, where i'll be at in a few years um I'm not like rushing. I spent so much of my life rushing places and trying to get shit done and like like this is like I'm gonna take my time with it. No doors are closed. Um there's trauma I need to deal with, obviously. You know? Um I think for me that the toughest part, if I'm answering the question correctly, the toughest part was when Simone and I first got into it. When it was first uh like Okay, our first threesome was with a dude because I was like, I've I've had threesomes before with 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 women and it wasn't very in, there wasn't much intent behind it. It was more like, I'm gonna get these drunk, I'm gonna get drunk, yo, you want some coke? Yeah, I got some coke. <laughs> yo, I, I got I got a free crib. I got that. Come on, and then it's just sloppy, gross it's, shit, and then I'm like feeling like I accomplished something. It was, uh, <laughs> oh, it was gross. It was gross. But um, with Simona, it, it was like, oh shit. Like, and then I realized I'm into compersion at that point. I was like, okay, cool. That was your first time realizing that? Yeah, yeah. I was Wait, like, oh, a, my what's gosh. Compersion? Com- I enjoy seeing my partner being pleasured. pleasured. Okay. So, Prior to that, were you, like, hesitant about doing it in that dynamic? Were you, like, were, were there f- jealousy or She fear? made me feel comfortable with it. Uh-huh. She made me feel so comfortable because one of the first things that really made me fall in love with her was when she said, I, I want to be more open-minded. 
and that let me know like oh shit okay <laughs> like we we going to get more let's let's see what's up and um it was a mixture of it being incredibly sexy and me wanting to kill everybody in the room <laughs> you know what i'm saying it was a mixture of me being like whoa look at her look at her she's awesome it's a mixture of like yeah, she never made that noise with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But all that combined, the more I thought about it and when she would explain to me and, you know, just talking to people and talking, I try to talk to as many women as possible about it because I trust y'all's opinion a lot more. I just do. But it wasn't, I'm at a place now where I don't feel competitive. You know, if, if you're going to have an interaction with with my fiance, make it good. Right. <laughs> make okay. it good. Like, yo, I'm going to watch. I'm like, okay, I'm, oh. And I'll ask, like, yo, what'd you do? Like, what what, what, what was that thing you did? Because <laughs> I want to add it to my arsenal. Like, right. why not? You know? Um, you know, being with other women is dope. You know, I'm a lot more into it now because I'm allowing myself to be pleasured first. I'm like, okay. I'm putting my pleasure as a priority. Um, I spent a lot of time on my fiance's pleasure, and it wasn't like from a good place. It was just because I didn't know. I had to check in with myself, mm-hmm. you know. So it wasn't like I was being this really cool. Nah, I just didn't know. But now that I do know, now that I know where we're at, you know, it's been it's been a dope ass journey, man. Like you know, how do you deal with like how in that first encounter with that that first threesome you had with your fiance? I mean, yeah, your fiance. Wanting, like, feeling really, like, turned on and excited and also, like, you meant to kill everybody in the room. Yeah. How do you, like, um, m- how do you manage to, like, stay on the side of not killing everybody in the room? I think it was a, it was a relief knowing that the caveman in me was dying. Mm. That was mm. like, oh, this nigga is, he's fighting. That's like, profound. No, no, really, That's really. Profound. like Like, when you see a, a cornered animal. Like, that's what it was. And it's like, yo, and he's still there. He still surfaces. I think it's important for him to be there a little bit. No, yeah, There's a level of that that I think really is necessary. But it shouldn't be forward. No, yeah. Because I think there's a lot of women that, uh, at least from, like, the conversations that I have that, you know, and and Mila and I have discussed this, too, that want to experience that with their partner. But a lot of times their partners are, A, uninterested, or B, too possessed. Like, they think. Experience what the... Like a male, male, female, female threesome. Female experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, or not even it doesn't even maybe not even a male, male, female, just a male, female, and my male is watching. You know. You know why and I think a lot of women are a lot of women say they're not into MMF. It's because they don't want to be judged by their partners. It's shame. no, I'm saying they yeah. are into it. Oh, they are. They okay. are into but it, but they don't admit they, to they it. They don't yeah. admit to it, yeah. or they don't even know how to address it with their partner. Yeah. And their partner also doesn't know how to take this because yeah. it, they feel emasculated by this. idea idea or yeah. the idea because men are such visual creatures of like me them coming after a man like in that in that experience like what that the, the, the visual after. part the visual part is other dick going in my pussy yeah and that's then, like, it's, it's it's like I, I think men we we are complex individuals but we're also really simple and that's like, that's what i mean like it's that's literally just that and then <laughs> i'm gonna go in there after that yeah 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 you know? oh, like, that's gay although yeah. like oh stop bro i mean there there there's this one one thing that I'm, I, whenever couples come in and, and, you know, we'll have a conversation, I'll try to talk to them, we'll try to talk to them, you know, just to make sure everything's cool. It's, it's, if a couple is coming in 
and we notice that the couple is only playing with women, it's and we hear things like, well, she only wants to play a woman. It's, you know, respectfully, that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? All that does is build resentment. Because I've seen couples who've been in lifestyle for a year come to our parties, come in, and the conversation is, how do I tell them that I want to, you know, there's some good-looking guy I want dick, too. Mm-hmm. All I've been doing is eating pussy and fucking pleasing watching, him. Watching you fuck yeah. bitches, right? Yeah, so after a while, it's like, like, as guys, you know when we do the whole we're friends things for as long as we can? We will do that shit for as long as we can. And I've seen it. And it's like, it's, it's fucked up because it builds resentment and it, 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 it hinders your mutual experience and your individual experience in the lifestyle. You know, the, the resentment's a bitch. Mm-hmm. That, that, shit, that shit will fuck up a moment. Because it's a secret. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it fucks a moment up. Next thing you know, like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So, like, guys with coming as, in with couples, like, your girl wants dick, too. So. As a man, though, I'm curious, what would, like, what, did, I, obviously, your fiancé made you feel comfortable. Was there something specific? Is there something specific? Is what there, did she is say? There a secret Can you, code? What did she tell you that <laughs> made you feel comfortable? Um, <laughs> no, I think. A, step A. A, I love you so much. I love your dick the most. No. B. <laughs> well, that. But, but, yours is bigger. But, no, You're but, the best. But check it out. But that. That will be challenged it in could, a space. It no, will, on you a never space, know when that nigga pulls his pants down. There, and you're like, there's some monsters in the community. <laughs> it's like, yo, like, like motherfuckers. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Like, Why me, don't you bring your big ass dick up here? You don't say you want to put that shit away for a second. <laughs> give it a peanut or some shit. <laughs> you know. But, um, I, I'm just curious as a man who had who had it's, to. It's not the woman's work to do that. It's the man's work to make sure that he's fucking comfortable or don't go into that space. Don't try to get out the pussy. Like how selfish is that? Like you, you, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna essentially like I don't want to say coerce, but yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, or even be cool about it. like, no, nah, I don't know. You want to go to party? I'm gonna go to party, you know? Yeah, you know, we can play another one. Like no, like do the work, do the work on yourself first before you go into the space. You know, like, am I ready for this? That's the thing. It requires work that everyone's not ready to do before. During and, and after, after, communicate. Yeah. If you're going to this couple, like, be open to the fact that your woman also has sexual needs. And there is, you can make love to your woman and no one will ever do that to her the way you do it. But there may be someone who could blow her back out in a really good way, in a really therapeutic way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, yo, man, thank you. I've thanked homies. Like, yo, man, that was dope. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate you. Look, she fell asleep. Wow, she took the, took the edge <laughs> off. She's so much nicer this morning. Yo, oh my God. No, man, that, and that's the thing about it. And, and, <laughs> and she's watched me get pleased like that, too. Mm-hmm. And we please people like that. So it's like, as a dude, do the work. Do the work. Like, don't come into a space just hoping to get pussy because it's, it's not going to be fulfilling. You could do that anywhere else. Right. Not, you know, not our party. Go to other parties. If you want to come into Susia and Wasi, come to Susia Play, do the work. You know, there, 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 there's a book I recommend, um, and I don't, it's called Ethical Non-Monogamy, and I appreciate that book. Um, and from there, you can read about other things. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's as, as, and I can only speak from men's perspective, men, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of letting go. We're holding on to a lot of fucking antiquated thoughts 
Uh, I just saw a post earlier today that says um, if your girl gives you a threesome, it's because you got if you got it's because you got whack dick. Uh, girls don't like sharing good dick, and it's like, what does that even? Mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? I, I know women. So who have good who so they're talking have, they're talking men out of threesome yes i don't i don't i, don't, <laughs> I, I just read it and i'm like yo you are so far removed from this mm. like people want to give their opinions on things they don't know anything about i know i saw something on spiritual world or whatever the fuck and it was this girl and she was like i like getting rammed i like whatever if you want to like a train on me whatever you call it i like it and then i, I went to look at the comments oh, and i just see Everybody like she's she's never getting married. Who's like all these things? I even had a, I had an ex boyfriend. He's the one you ran into this weekend, mm. and he told me that this girl he used to date told her told him that he wanted a male male. She wanted to male like two guys, and I asked him like, well, how does that? What did that make you feel like? And he was like, I would never marry someone who told me that. I'm like, so you could be completely in love, completely ready to marry someone, and then the moment she expressed this fantasy, you would cut her off. He was also young and fucking stupid, so yeah. that was why he got cut off. But it's just so crazy, like, the programming that happens not only to men, but to women, you know, because for forever, I was like, I would, I'll never do that. I was like, I will never do that because it felt rapey to me because I've been put in rapey-ass situations with rapey-ass guys, and I had to really, like, un- deprogram from that to recognize, like, it's okay to, like, have a fantasy, and it's okay to express that, and if the person that you're expressing it to doesn't fuck with it, it's okay to remove them, too, you know, like, anyone who's going to project shame on the person they love because of a fantasy or a kink is, like, it's just so crazy, like, with men and women, the, what men are allowed to express and what women are, like, contained to express, and how you will really begin to believe you're like a shitty person or are not worthy of of marriage or worthy of partnership because you have certain sexual fantasies because men will make you feel like that like yeah i'm supposed to get all the pussy but you gonna get only this dick like no No, nigga you know what i mean and and if a woman wants to get a train ride on her if it's in a safe space it's consensual and everyone understands their their lane go for it i know i saw a train get run on somebody the last time i was at the party and i was highly jealous yeah. I was like, what the she fuck? She was enjoying, they were all in, in it was for hours. Was I, was, for, I didn't even realize all, hours had gone by. It was hours, yeah. and I was like, wow, she has. One guy can't do that. I'm like, she right. has. You know what I'm like, takes, takes a tag team. I'm like, the stamina yeah. Yeah. that I'm yeah. seeing here yeah. is amazing. And they were all, they were all seemed very, very fucking happy about yeah. it. And there's there's respect. You know, there's, there's all kinds of good vibes going on. And I think, I think women are built to have a lot more sex than men obviously you know what i'm saying so like like am i really gonna get in the way of my partner achieving in an ethical way her utmost pleasure like why would i do that like i don't want to be the source of everything for for her but but it comes it comes down to like like you said like checking your insecurity because the truth is like we can't be everything to anyone no. even though we'd like to it's because like in love and relationships especially monogamy or you know y- your life partner it's like we've learned that uh, like ownership is acceptable and that like if I'm not everything to you then someone can come in and be something else to you and potentially take you away from me yeah. like, or like, if you try to be everything for someone you can end up being overwhelming <laughs> overbearing mm-hmm. and then they're going to do that anyway right. it's like just just it's it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure on yourself a lot of pressure on them um and then also i'd like to mention about about singles that come in because we have a lot of singles in too you know 
<laughs> so we we um we vet them the same way and and it's important i think to have single folks in there um cuz they add a different dynamic to it you know and we've been lucky in that we've the community itself has helped create the the safe space where we get a lot of really cool single women coming in and they don't feel afraid i've ha- i had this one young sister that really let me know that i'm involved in something really beautiful she's sitting there in the corner uh, there's a massage table out, and the naked trumpeter, what up, Eli, um, was, you know, having a scene with somebody, and she's watching, and then there's these beautiful scenes going on, and, and it, it really looked like, I was like, shit, you, you couldn't choreograph this shit. This is so organic and dope. And she's sitting there wide-eyed, and I thought she was, like, a little nervous. I, I sit and talk to her. <laughs> and um, she starts getting watery. Watery eye, and I'm like, oh shit, are you okay? Can I get some more? She's like, no, this is such a party foul. I'm only like this because I've never felt so seen and welcomed and safe. Mm-hmm. And then she starts crying, and I'm holding her, and then I'm learning something about myself because I, I wasn't aroused by her crying. I was aroused by the fact that she felt that safe, vulnerable, yeah, yeah. And that was like, whoa. I mean, we we didn't do anything, but you know, I, I let her, you know, cry. Simona came and spoke to her, and spoke to some other people, and she was just happy. And seeing things like that, you don't see that in other spaces. You're not going to, you know, because the bottom line is really what drives it. Other spaces. That's mm-hmm. always always going to be that. It's always going to be a space. You know, if, if you open a, a sex positive space with the intent of it being your playground, then you're fucking up off the top. And a lot of these places are doing that. Mm-hmm. If you open up a sex positive space and you're not willing to talk to everybody, to put things in place support systems in place if you're not willing to make the hard decisions and tell certain people they can't come back men or women you know or non-conforming <laughs> like you you're fucking up you know like the responsibility is to the community first and not everybody can be a part of it and sex is such a like it's like a big part, but it's a minor part. Like when you make tell stories like that, it's really yeah. about the the intimacy yeah. that you experience. Just being having a human experience with other humans that are open to just being open and vulnerable is really what the space cultivates. It's like it's not just about sex; it's about really about intimacy and comfort and like being able to cuddle someone and being and like and I'm so grateful even for like our journey here in podcasting, I think because we're talking so much about just all the things, growth and trauma and pleasure and sex. Like it's given us the wherewithal to show up just more vulnerable and like be more intimate with our friends, be more intimate with each other and not in a sexual way, but in a way that it's like, fuck all the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like even our friends, like our friend circle that we've cultivated in the last five years, it's like, there's not a friend that I can't like, take off my shirt at like they can't come over and take off I can't take off my shirt and I'm like are you okay no bitch I know you're okay because this is the community that I've cultivated it's a body body. and And intimacy doesn't always have to go hand in hand with sex no and it's like we (laughs) our our homegirl came over this weekend and me Orlando and Jessica cuddled on the couch (laughs) you know what I mean like the apartment and it's like that for some people I know people who exist in worlds like that's not how their friendships cross and that's cool but for me, it's like the intimacy of not like it's some sexual shit, but it's like just the sensuality of being vulnerable enough to cry, vulnerable enough to be like, I'm going to fuck over here. OK, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Well, like I just the honesty, the yeah. honesty. But I think that's like 
the biggest misconception about these space about well, I'm, I think I don't want to say these spaces because there are fucked up. There ones. are some fucked up spaces yeah. for sure, but I think I feel like the, they're mostly fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that you know your space in particular is as you as you saw very healing for people mm-hmm. people that don't even maybe aren't ready to participate but they need to see that these kind of spaces exist that mm-hmm. freedom like that this there exists. is a place where i can be free there is a place where i can feel safe there is a place where like i'm i don't feel like uh i'm i'm going to be a victim of some sort of predator of any sort and and also like even us as parents like mm-hmm. i know when me and mila first started the podcast and you know when I, when, when I first became single, I started dating a married couple and I was obviously having threesomes with them. There was a level of excitement there, but there was also a level of shame for me as a parent that I'm like making these threesome dates and then going in and tucking my kid at the end of the night. And like I didn't have anyone to share these stories with because I didn't have – I hadn't cultivated a French group, A, because I was the only one of my friends that had a child where I felt like I could share this new exciting thing, but I also felt kind of like – is this okay for me to be doing? Mm. Um, and I know that like there, there's so uh, most of our demographic a are women. A lot of them are mothers, not all of them, but that want to explore these type of spaces, but feel a lot of guilt or shame or like, Oh, that's, I, I missed the boat on that. Like I can't do that anymore. Oh, there's no way I can be like yeah. a, 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 an adequate yeah, that's, parent. And that's me. It's, it's, it's interesting. And which is why I love yourself so much. Um, because we do have a lot of parents. In our and I was going to say that, you know, when I <laughs> yeah. came to, um, I came last time, a, a girl recognized me and she was like, I'm a mom. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I'm so happy to see you here. Yeah. She's like, I'm a nurse. And I was like, you just don't know the type of people walking down the street that A, like want to have these experiences, B, have already had these experiences and are actively doing these experiences, like from doctors to nurses to stay-at-home moms to, mm-hmm. like... Well, we have an idea of what these people are supposed to look like right. and how these people act. are supposed to... Susia. They yeah. have Susia. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's this that's the perception no. and the misconception, no. I feel. There, there are some very... They're, they're all very powerful. We have very powerful women in our group. Um, you know all kinds of career backgrounds, teachers, lawyers, you know, hospitality, you know, um, police officers, you know, they're just there being human. They're just there exploring. And I think, I think seeing this, a lot of people may be triggered by the conversation alone. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck that. You know, um, I definitely feel as as a parent, you know, it's for me it's important to have this conversation. My son's gonna be eighteen in May. Does he know and what you do? He knows I have a sex positive community. It's an ongoing conversation. Um I talked to him about what sex positivity is to him. You know, is a beautiful young queer man child <laughs> <laughs> and he understands that there's different kinds of sex, you know, and the main thing is to be true to yourself. Who do you share a space with? Who do you allow in your space? Why? Are you doing it to please somebody or to for yourself? Um, and also understanding that, you know, there are people in my family, like, who are heavily religious. And it's like, I mean, I can't. For a while it was, I was very, I was kind of ashamed, like, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it was so much shame as much as, like, uh, they, they don't need to know. Kind right. of, you know, like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't like I don't feel like explaining this shit. Yeah, yeah, because they're <laughs> not going to get it. 
Like right. if you made, like, it's like talking to someone about politics who's like an avid Trump supporter. You're like, like yeah. this is going to be a circular conversation. Like you don't, you're there. You want to remain there. It's your safe space, mm-hmm. you know. And I can't judge you for that, you know. Just don't fuck with me. <laughs> right. Don't fuck with my space, you know. I think people forget that um, as humans, we're multifaceted. So it doesn't really matter. Like even if you're listening right now and you're judging the fuck out of us, that's cool. Change the channel, but you're probably still listening because you're intrigued. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like our human nature, h- humans are intended to be sexual. Hence how we all got here and populated the earth. Um, So like, I think a lot of times we are removing the sexuality and the sensuality from our existence because it's been shamed, it's been judged. Um, And then we're harboring all these secret kinks and fantasies and just like only indulging in them alone when the doors close and then feeling guilt about it. And like it festers. And I think the, like the, the most um, like dynamic thing about having the freedom to explore your sexuality wherever you're at in your life, whether you be a parent or a doctor or a nurse or whatever the fuck you do is like acknowledging that at the very base, we are all sexual beings and we should, we have, we should all have the right to explore those, those sexual, those, those, I don't know how you say like the, the, Okay. spectrum of sexuality the spectrum of sexuality um without shame or without guilt and there's really no point in your life because you have a degree in this or because you have kids or because you're newly divorced or whatever the fuck you, lie you've told yourself that you don't have the like the wherewithal to explore it and if you don't have to be single you don't have to be married mm-hmm. you don't have to be this or that to be like hey today's the day i'm gonna go pop open my pussy in the mirror and see what's popping, you know? And I think sometimes, like you said, like couples don't even discuss sex together. The the only person you're having sex with a lot of times, you don't even think about it for yourself. You just turn off the lights, get naked and hump. But like the exploration of, and the freedom of exploring your sexuality in different facets really gives you freedom to explore all parts of yourself. And it's like, if you're able to explore that part, then you can like, Oh, well maybe there's some trauma here. Maybe there's some things I need to work on there. And you'd be surprised when exploring your pleasure sexually or other the other things that come up that you realize you have to do work on it's just Mm -hmm. really like a means to really exploring yourself and growth because like you said like even in a relationship even as a single person you go into a space like that and things are going to come up and you're like damn i'm jealous damn i'm insecure damn that really makes me feel uncomfortable why yeah you know like do i think this person's going to leave me do i think like that pussy's better than mine like Mm -hmm. what what is it like the things that come up in exploring your own pleasure are things that usually people cloak for so long until and, and they just dismiss and they numb out because they think they're not supposed to explore or that it's bad to explore. And in, in reality, just like giving yourself permission to experience different lifestyles and different like things is key. You know, I was just talking to Orlando. I was like, wow, we have like such a cool life. Mm-hmm. You know, like we could literally sex party on Friday and take the kid to school on Monday, you know, That's like great. pumpkin patch on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't make me a less parent or a less. I think it makes you a more well-rounded parent. It does. I'm like a much happier bitch because yeah. I'm having, a f- I'm living a full life. I'm exploring all of the things. Like yeah. I didn't cut off my curiosity when I turned fucking 20 because now it's all work and bills. You yeah. know, it's like the playground of adulthood in ways. Yeah. It's like. 
being able to constantly keep that curiosity and not have limits to how you explore because you're in a relationship or because you're X, Y age. It's just like this constant, like playfulness of life yeah. and how we are able to explore it. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful for your, your space yeah. because yeah. it's really provided that for us. And like when we left there, we're like, yeah. Oh my God. It was, I, was, I, was I also like, want to touch on something it. real quick in terms of, and I'm sorry. Okay. I just, cause um, you mentioned safety earlier. You mentioned, um, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, being around different things, different sexualities. Our, our play party is with intent going to become more queer, you know, because in holding, in opening a space, a whole space for black and brown and indigenous humans, we can't just do it for one kind of human, right? So in a safe space like that, um, another situation that was really dope, I saw this brother recently had top surgery take his shirt off mm. in the space and seeing him go from like, you know, is anybody looking at me, you know, have the scars and, you know, and imagining his journey, you know, the shit he went through. If we think we're fucking struggling, right. like, oh, my God, you're like, this is like, holy shit, this is amazing. This powerful human is here right now and is making the steps towards being comfortable in his own skin, mm -hmm. you know, so. We definitely let people know if, if, if that bothers you, don't come to our party either. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I, I, it, it, you know, we, we're really trying to hold space for all kinds of people and, and not in a pandering way. Some places are very pandering and it's like, nah, this is, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one person I want to shout out, Clitosaurus Rex. Um, she's super dope. She put me onto that. She, she had a, a really dope, uh, transhuman party in our space and i saw i was like wow like the just the bravery it takes for some of these humans to come out and be in a space and then seeing their postures change mm. you know and back straighten up and when they feel safe you know and it's like an everyday thing so like we want to hold space for them too everybody you know? should have a place to feel yeah, safe. yeah man for sure you know sexuality is a dope thing it, and it's not always fucking. It's not always penetration, you know? Well, I think when you you have a space like that and, you know, you open up the space for, for all, it allows people to navigate in their everyday life with a lot more compassion because mm -hmm. sexuality ultimately it bridges the gap between between people and there's a lot of misconceptions in 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 all communities about what that looks like, what that might feel like for someone and and then you actually experience it, and you're like, huh. Yeah. Decolonizing, yeah. De decolonizing oh. sexuality right. facilitates compassion for other people. Mm -hmm. And when you have compassion for other people, you're able to be on common ground. I feel decolonization of sexuality is hand-in-hand hand with fighting patriarchy and white supremacy. It's right there. Because the way we look at ourselves is through their lens that they put on us. So it's it's a constant struggle. It's constant work. If you're down for the work, come through. If you're not, go to another party. You know? Um, one more person I want to shout out. Go ahead. New York City, NYC Love House. NYC Love House. These are all amazing, strong, strong black and brown sisters who have really, in many ways, guided us just by being there, just by their presence alone. You guys, too. You know? 
um, just by being there. And, and, and when we see the, the right people there, it's like, okay, we're doing the right thing, you know, and we're looking forward to our, our pop-up parties. Yes. Soon come. Uh, is yes. That, does that mean different cities? Yeah. Come to LA. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we, we didn't get to do an affirmation, so I want to bring it right. back. Sure, sure. Bring it back and uh, ask you if you have an affirmation that you'd like to share with our audience. Um, my affirmation um, is to continuously work from a place of compassion and love. I want to work from that space. I want to live in that space because it it, it makes me happy. You know, like being able to listen to people, being able to help people, um, being able to connect people. So, yeah, like my mantra is like reside in compassion and love. Reside in compassion and, and love. love. I love that. I dig that. Me too. Um, you also pulled a tarot card at the top of the show. The sun card. And uh, Luis told us that his mom is a tarot queen. So <laughs> if I'm saying anything wrong, you can just chime right in if you know what this card means. Um, I thought this was interesting. The sun tarot card radiates with optimism and positivity. Um In the foreground, a young naked child is sitting on top of a calm white horse. The child represents the joy of being connected with your inner spirit, and his nakedness is a sign he has nothing to hide and has all the innocence and purity of childhood. The white horse is also a sign of purity and strength. Um, It represents success, radiance, and abundance. It gives you strength and tells you that no matter where you go or what you do, your positive and radiant energy will follow you and bring you happiness and joy. People are drawn to you because you can always see the bright side and bring such warmth into other people's lives. This is what you do. Insusia. Uh, this beautiful warm energy is what will get you through the tough times and help you succeed. You're also in a position where you can share your highest qualities and achievements with others. Radiate who you are and what you stand for. Shine your love on those you care about. Um, the sun connects you to your power base, not fear-driven, egotistical power, but the abundant inner energy radiating through you right now. You'll sense it in your solar plexus chakra, calling you to s- express yourself authentically and be fully present in the world around you. You have what others want and are being asked to radiate your energy and your gifts out into the world in a big way. Tap into your power and use your divine and use your divine will to express that power in positive ways. Susia pop-ups. <laughs> Honestly. Susia NYC. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I kind of feel cool. All right. That was accurate. Spot on. <laughs> and I feel that every time I'm every time I'm in your presence, every time I see you, I feel this immense radiance. Mm-hmm. Even your text messages. I was like, he's so fucking nice. So sweet. <laughs> Jesus. So, so kind. kind. Look at these texts I'm getting. I know. <laughs> You're making me snorkel. <laughs> your hugs. I'm like, oh, you said this feels good. <laughs> um, okay, before we let you go, we have a show. I mean, we have a segment on our show called Horror Stories. It's okay. time for Horror Stories. Okay. Uh, 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 horror Stories. I got, I got one. And what... What a, what other guests would we ask but you to share one? I was gonna say I was like, should we like ask our fans? No, I feel like you have some yeah. good ones up there. I think I think one of the <laughs> one of the the more interesting ones, which was a big challenge, 
um, to 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 who I thought I was as a man at that point. Um, it's very interesting. It's also a story about just being honest with the people that you're interacting with, right? Yeah. Um, we're having a threesome, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, mom. I got, I got it. This is a funny fucking story. I love you. So we're having a threesome, right? And um, my partner, you know, she likes being choked out a little bit, right? So we meet this dude, uh, which had me thinking too. He's a big dude, right? From Ghana. I'm like, damn, shorty, this is what you're into? Like, <laughs> like you know, I'm finding all these things out. Football player, easily like 30 pounds heavier than me, just pure muscle. I'm like, word. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll roll with it, you know. <laughs> so we're there and everything, and, and it was just, you know, it was a cool vibe. He was a cool dude, you know. It wasn't, you know, I didn't feel threatened or anything like that. It was just you three? Yeah. Okay. So uh, this was, I was in my stage of just making sure that she was good before I started focusing on myself. So anyway, she's she's riding me, right? And he has her choked up a little bit, and she starts you know, orgasming and kind of slightly passes out a little bit and shit <laughs> because of the chokehold. And he's behind her, right? But then we're in the sheets are spreading a little bit. And I'm kind of like, I see his head. He has her like this and his head sinking. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I, I feel his balls on my leg. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Yo, did you do that? I'm did- like, because she's coming. I don't want to fuck up her <laughs> shit. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, like, I know my, I know when my balls are in something. I'm keenly aware of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know. And I'm like, he's like, and slowly lifts him up. So, not I'm sorry. Yo, yo, my bad, my bad. <laughs> and earlier that night, which I, I started, I was like, oh, this, this nigga's bugging. Earlier that in, in the scene. I don't know what was I. We were like switching a position over. She's in between us, and like his his chain fell on my face. <laughs> Not the and I'm chain. like, I'm like, yo, I'm like, oh, like you gotta be you have know, muscles like, and like, focus, be self aware. I didn't say I'm like, you know, he moves it, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm getting the vibe now. I'm like, yo, this dude, and part of me like the caveman's like, yo, man, fuck this nigga. Up. <laughs> but the reality was like, I'm not. I don't want to put myself in a position to get knocked out. Right. <laughs> By a naked nigga in front of my lady because she'll never feel safe around me again. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, no matter what. You it's like, be that. You know, I'll be like, yo, he's bothering you. She'll be like, chill, baby. Remember what happened last time? I don't, I don't want to be involved in that. So um, in my head, I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And I'm like, but then it clicked. I'm like, it doesn't change who I am at all. And if anything, it also clicked. I'm like, fuck, we do this to women every fucking day. Put your chain in their face and shit. Intimidate them with our size Mm. and getting in their space, you know what I'm saying, and then expecting them to respond in a positive way, right? You know what I'm saying. So for me, it was like, okay, cool, (laughs) like that's this is an extreme example of how it feels like. (laughs) I know I don't like testicular sacks on my thigh. I know that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm good. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Balls on the thigh. No, 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 no. no. And and it was just you know, (laughs) and then you know she collapses between us, and I'm just like. Stiff. I'm like what looking f- at her. I'm like, and then he's just you know big motherfucker. He's like, you guys are a beautiful couple, <laughs> and he's dead in my eyes. And I'm looking at her, and she's just like, <sighs> like, like halfway snoring. I'm like, baby, I'm like, get up, come you know, on. Like, and then you know, and then it turns into a conversation. We just started having a conversation, and then I was like, you know, I didn't, 
I was like having a nervous laugh, joking. I'm nervous. I start joking and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like making them laugh. Ha ha. I'm getting dressed and shit, feeling a little more comfortable now. And, and then, and then, um, my partner comes too. <laughs> and it was, I was like, all right, cool. So that was, that was an interesting situation for me. <laughs> Do you, did you, you feel like he was being like trying you? That nigga was trying. You think he was that trying? Nigga, I would know when he said, <laughs> like eyebrow arch, like, are you? I was oh, you like, 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 yo, get, get the you shit You don't like my ball on your you know side? Okay. Uh, she's on top of me riding cowgirl. And he's over her shoulder. And he's like disappearing behind her shoulder. <laughs> and he pops up. I'm like, man, come on. You tried it, man. That shit was. So, so be, you know, be, um, be forthright. And if someone's like, you know, another time, this was. Okay, I got two other. <laughs> another time, another time. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm in. And, I'm and, in. And, and I got love for this brother. He's cool as fuck, man. But he was he was like slick nigga, like the fuck out of here with that shit. So, you know, we're playing with this lady, and you know, he asked me, he's like, "Yo, what what are you into?" And I'm like, "I'm, I'm into her." <laughs> <laughs> like I thought that was pretty clear. Clean, clear. Right. He's like, "No, no, no." But what are you into? I'm like, mm, her. <laughs> and he's like, "All right." And he's like he's like a very masculine like bi dude. It's really cool, but just like you know, you you knew he was bi, or you knew after. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew. Okay. So I was like, cool, man. I'm not worried about, about you. that, right? So you know, I'm. <laughs> it's like that. Like my shit's in her mouth. Oh, oh, your out. dick is in her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. My penis uh-huh. is in her oral orifice, right? <laughs> and the nigga kisses her cheek. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, yo, man. I never even heard anything yo, like this. Slick, but. That's how slick niggas is. Mm, I again right. and clicked. I was like, "Yo, I've done wild shit like that with women, where <gasps> I want to like, do like, oops, right. oops, my bad, my right. dick fell out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Zip, it's hard. What are you gonna do now? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's that's what it. That's what it feels yeah. like. Oh, niggas, oh, tr- niggas is slimy, yo. Oh, like you're just trying me, even though you know what I just said. Yeah, Sorry. you know. And it was very, it's very quick. It's very. I was like, we're man, like, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our world. That's, that's, you know. So, like, a, 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 <laughs> again, it, it further like I'm, I'm comfortable with myself. It's not even a question of what it is. I hold space. Like maybe I, maybe I'll be into it in, in future years. Right now, I'm not there. I tr- you, you know you, what I'm <laughs> saying? That shit. That shit was like. <laughs> I was like, yo. You just had to do it. You just had to kiss yo, the tip. Man, I'm like, like, Even if bro, there's a cheek the separating, cheek, shit. how about now? That shit, that like, shit, which, ooh, that shit <laughs> irritated you. Wow, but we, it was cool afterwards. I was like, man, don't, don't do that again. He's you like, said, oh, you said that? Yeah, he's like, my bad. I'm like, yeah, like you know, yeah, nigga, you, yeah. Know, yeah. you know, nigga, you know, like, this, ain't, this, ain't, this is not, you know, you planting the seed. Ain't no that shit. That seed's gonna die in the ground <laughs> right there, you know. But that's the thing too about we can get out of here for this, but like. <laughs> Being in a like inclusive space where there's all types of sexuality, sensualities, it is required that everyone respect everyone. Yeah, and it's like I can, and I think sometimes people get like, oh, you're like. Sometimes people will fuck it up for other people. Well, they think like they they listen to your consent and they think that maybe it's shifted because they're feeling energy shifting or or, or just like you're not listening to people and because you're welcome here and this is a welcoming space that you are then pushing yourself on me in a way that i didn't i've i've been clear about and it's like then that's when when weird like energy becomes when there's all these separate parties and shit is because people don't feel comfortable to be present with other people who like differently than them and and again it comes down to understanding that your body is not a vessel for my pleasure and vice versa Mm -hmm. and once you understand that and once you understand enthusiastic consent and when you once you understand like just be forward be honest and know how to take a no 
And also, if a ball sack touches your thigh, you know, it doesn't mean it you're happens. gay. It happens. But if you try you to gently on. lay a ball sack on someone's <laughs> thigh, then... You know, somebody may react. Listen, in a weird men, way. don't let that deter you from your woman's pleasure. No, okay. There might no. It might happen, but you know, just saying, just be. Is that a butt plug on your computer? Sorry, I just got really distracted. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't take L's for your partner. Oh, True. don't I take L's. That. Don't yeah. take L's for your partner mm-hmm. ever because yeah. resentment. <laughs> really, you'll truly. be really resentful. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I really want to like let you know, like, it, uh, I'm so glad that that Mandy brought you guys into the space. Same. Uh, the energy changed when you walked in, and I was like, "Whoa, these are some powerful motherfuckers in the space," and I I appreciate you allowing us this opportunity. Uh, absolutely, we can't wait so to much. come back, and I hope that should we like collaborate on a Susia LA party. Let's let's. I want to, and I want to make sure that we have the the structure and support system necessary for people to feel to, safe. To feel safe, mm-hmm. all kinds of humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're walking in a different a different area, a different place. The vetting process has begun. Susia NYC on IG. Yeah, get vetted. Get vetted. Tell There's, people where they can find you. Is only at Susia NYC. That's, that's the it? only place right now. We're going to expand a bit more. We've uh, with intent. We kept small. Because uh, growth can be painful <laughs> and uh, growth could also be dangerous. So we want to make sure it's as safe as possible. So get vetted. Uh, we have uh, the all-women's party run by um, Susia Play and Maj the Fun Sexual. Uh, that's going to happen once a month. No dicks in the building, ladies. It's dope. There's all kinds of beautiful things. We have our regular play party every two weeks. And our dance party will be probably... Once a month or twice a week until the spring when our backyard opens up. Nice. I gotta come. I feel like I, know, I always come in the winter. I know. I'm like I want to come. Oh, this. The backyard is bomb. Yeah, I the patio. Bomb. I haven't even. Yeah, I've even been back there. The backyard is bomb. Like that shit is fucking a vibe. Well, thank you again. Thank you. And we will be there. And you guys know where to find us. If you saw our retreat commercial in the middle of this episode, make sure you click the link in this episode description. Come to the Good Vibe Retreat in Costa Rica. It's in a few weeks. You have a few more weeks to make payments and to come join us. It's a life-changing, incredible fucking experience. So if you've been called to come, this is your sign to get your ticket, put down your deposit, and join us for a magical, mystical, sexy jungle trip. Oh, sounds so exciting. <laughs> I hope you guys have a lot of fun. Thank always. You. We always uh, do. We always do. It's a really special. It's a special. It's a special place. It's not. It's not a play party, but mm. it has that vibe of just freedom. vulnerability and freedom there. Freedom for, could for happen the women, anywhere. Right. For the women. Yeah. Um, make sure you go rate and review this ep- Not this episode. Just us on Apple Podcasts, you guys. Please just take a second out of your time right now. If you're an Apple user, go check us out. Give us that five star rating. It really matters, especially for Black and Brown. Podcast makers, mm. creators, creators. We need those. We need those stars and things of that nature. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at goodmoms underscore bad choices. Join Patreon where we release bonus content and a lot of other cool stuff over there. And is that it? Oh, you guys check out my hat. It's <laughs> our new merch. It's cute. It's right? very cute. It's, it's a cute. bucket hat for the winter. It's a bucket hat for yeah. the winter. It's fuzzy. It's warm. It's cute. It's stylish. Yeah. If it's all big heads, I got a big ass head with a lot of hair, but you can also tighten it on the inside if you have a tiny little head. Oh, I didn't tighten it. Oh, yeah. Let me try that again. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.